Welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight here on KNM and KNMO. Thank you very much for joining us after uh, talking with Tiger football coach Wes Beetzer. We now go indoors. There's time to talk volleyball for the first time this season on Tiger Talk. And to help us do that is Nevada Lady Tiger volleyball coach Corey Dodson. And now I think you're third year now, right, Corey? Seems like yes, seems like yes, year. yeah. Seems like yesterday. We're, we're talking about COVID and everything else in your first. Year. I know. <laughs> well, obviously, so glad we're done with that. Oh, no doubt. Uh, let's talk about uh, your season. Well, we're gonna get to your season in a little bit, but obviously, just to kind of as a overview, four and one start, a uh, couple of wins last night at Triangular. Uh, got things going pretty well here at the beginning of the season. Yeah, the girls have come out uh, and, and honestly picking up right where we left off last season. Um, competing in that conference championship and really getting our season rolling. And they just picked up right where we left off and have competed well and are playing really, really well. And uh, they're a lot of fun to be around. Let's go back to your preparations, which obviously began before the early part of August uh, when official practices start. But, of course, like all the other teams, you, you've got some off-season uh, activities. That includes the summer. So uh, what did you uh, concentrate on during your summer camps uh, to try to get prepare for this upcoming season? Uh, just getting some time to for those ones uh, with the spots that we needed to fill this year and replacements, just getting them time on that court at the varsity level. So we played in a lot of games. We went to some summer leagues um, and got to compete, uh, you know, against some high-level teams at, at Carl Junction. Uh, so our main emphasis was just getting, getting them some time at that higher level to get them prepared uh, to go along with the ones that we had returning. Um, and then along with that, we finally, with, with COVID being gone, we finally got to uh, travel. <laughs> we got to go to Branson and really focus on team bonding, which is something that is huge in, the, in any sport. Um, so getting to go to Branson and spend the night together and have that time, um, you know, side by side that we haven't been able to have the past two years uh, was just great. And the girls had a great time, competed well, and we really got to know each other uh, on a deeper level. And that was that was enjoyable. Yeah, you know, that's a very good point because it's it's hard to believe that. Uh, and I know a lot of these girls play traveling volleyball, so they're around. You know, they travel a bit. They're with other girls and so on, or other teammates. But it's it's kind of hard to to fathom that you went through two classes that uh, did not have the opportunity to travel during the summer like you're accustomed to. So I'm sure that uh, for for some of them, I'm sure there was. You know, you had three classes basically. That uh, that was a brand new experience. Yeah, it really was. And I mean, uh, all of us coaches talk about, you know, just our high school experiences and, and these, the summer ball and the, the camps that we got to go to, you know, that's one of the highlights. And so then missing out on it and finally getting to experience it, we, we had a great time and, and they really enjoyed it. And I think it's made a difference in, in the connections that we formed. Just having that time together um, has really paid off. Well, you come back in August then and uh, get ready for the start of the season, obviously. And traditionally, volleyball always seems like it's the last uh, sport to have its first regular season match. So uh, how do you occupy all that time? Well, what, about three and a half weeks, I guess? Uh, before, and of course, you have a jamboree in there. I know that. But, but about three and a half weeks before that season opener. So how do you occupy all that time? Oh, I mean, we find plenty to do, <laughs> uh, especially with this three out of five set format. Uh, conditioning is a big part of it to be able to uh, get ourselves in shape coming off the summer um, to compete in, you know, five sets if need be right off the bat. So, um, but yeah, just being able to break down skills um, for our younger ones and then even for our older ones too, just really being able to break down each individual skill. 
because uh, there's so many in volleyball. And yeah, it, just having that time, it, it honestly pays off because you can take the time to uh, break everything down as opposed to being rushed. Yeah, and you mentioned numbers because uh, volleyball has, uh, over the years here in Nevada, has never lacked uh, for players uh, full participation. So uh, you've got a, I think uh, you've got a full complement of players to, to, to try to get ready to go. Yes, we had we had an outrageous amount, uh, and unfortunately had to dwindle it down to uh, about thirty. Um, and even then, uh, they're still fighting for spots. Finding time on that court is is tough, just because we have so many athletes who are able to play six rotations. Uh, and you know, there's probably there's more out there that could, uh, but we're just trying to find spots for everybody, which is a good problem to have. Um, but uh, yeah, good numbers, and we love seeing that continual turnout for volleyball what is it about is it what is it about volleyball in general or Nevada volleyball maybe me more specifically because you have some nights where you don't play c-team matches because they just don't have the numbers what do you uh you've been around this program for a while now what is it about volleyball especially here in Nevada that just draws big numbers I think it's just the excitement of the game. It, uh, just the way, you know, the pace of the game and, uh, the excitement that it brings. It's, it's one sport where, you know, you get a kill, you get that time to celebrate and kind of work together as a team. And, uh, you know, a lot of other sports don't have that. So I, I think it's just the, the, the pace of the game and the overall excitement that, that draws, uh, girls into it. 12, 17, and one last season, uh, eight and 18 the year before that. That was COVID year. We're not, we, we just throw that one out. <laughs> but, uh, uh, off to a four and one start, uh, this season. And I know you got a lot of matches yet to play this season with some tough competition coming up. But, uh, what's been the difference so far here early on? Um, I'm, I'm going to give credit to our senior leadership, uh, and just overall upperclassmen leadership. We have, uh, a lot of girls returning um, from last year's crew who were starters um, at the junior and senior level, who and some of them who've been on the varsity team for you know this is their third third year of being a varsity starter, and uh, that makes a difference. And their leadership has been so positive and uplifting, and they are just hard workers. Uh, the three the three seniors we have in. Abby Hessman, Emma Leisure, and Bridget Nass, and then uh, the other juniors that contributed last year with Kirsten Owen and uh, Delaney Hope. They just they're so positive, and they they show up to practice, and they want to get better each and every day. And they that has trickled down to each level of just coming into practice with a with a mission, coming into game nights with a mission and doing what needs to be done to continually improve. So I'm going to give 100% credit to those girls for setting the tone on the leadership side of things. Let's break your team down a little bit. Uh, so let's go front row, back row. Start with, we'll go front first of all, because uh, you, uh, even though you had one who didn't return, you still have, that. maybe you were counting on, I have no idea. But at any rate, uh, you still are blessed with uh, some girls who can swing it and, uh, and put it down. Uh, so talk about your front, your front row hitters. Oh, gladly. They've been uh, putting on a show for everyone here at the beginning of the season, and, and that's just so fun to watch. Um, with three uh, returning starter hitters, and uh, Emma Leisure and Abby Hessman, who are just, like I said, the hardest workers and, and love the game and can put the ball down for us out on as an outside hitter. Um, you know, they're just, they're just so strong. And then, um, junior Delaney Hope, man, she has, she's made that transition from sophomore to junior year and it shows 
put in a lot of work in the off season and she is she is dominant. She has played so well early on. So to have her along with two other great hitters, um, you know, that kind of we can uh, distribute the ball to at any other time and uh, be just as powerful, uh, you know, kind of a triple threat there. It's it's hard for um, other teams to know where we're going with the ball. And then we have uh, other great first-year varsity players who have stepped in to their role and just played really great for us. And Jenna Godsey playing at the middle for us. And then uh, Lindy Wilson being a right-side hitter for us. They both stepped up big for us and uh, are doing great. All right, so let's go to the back row now. And, uh, of course, you gotta you have to have those players that can dig. They can uh, – you have your setters, and you have to be able to pass. Uh, they got To be able to hit, you got to pass. Some people forget that. So uh, so how's the back row doing for you right now? Yeah, um, they're doing great. Uh, once again, uh, Abby and Emma, they're six rotation players. So they not only get it done on the front row, but they play middle back for us. And uh, just so consistent on serve-receive and – then um, uh, just defensively, too, they, they cover a lot of ground with their length <laughs> at the middle back and uh, just do great for us and just a, a cool, calm head for us on the back row. So they do great. And then uh, Reese Hedges and Laney Jackson are first-year varsity players for us, and they're stepping in for us at left back and doing a great job. Um, and then Bridget Nass returns to us at right back, uh, kind of splitting time in that spot last year. But she's has a new confidence with her this senior year, and she stepped up big for us, uh, getting the job done and adding that extra hustle too. Well, in the uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Anything else? Uh, then I just well, uh, our setter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of gotta, in, gotta have that. in between. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to leave her out either, uh, just in case you weren't going there. But uh, man, Kirsten Owen stepped in big for us at the middle of last year, uh, taking that varsity spot and running a five-one at that. And she has just she distributes the ball for us so well, makes great decisions, uh, and kind of has to do do it all. Not only make those decisions and distribute it, but also play defense. And she stepped up her defensive game, and then uh, also looks to has gotten really crafty with her attacks as well. And uh, setter dumps and has provided a lot of uh, offensive threat for us as well. So I got to give her credit because she has shown so much improvement and leadership. Uh, and does a great job distributing to those hitters who are able to put the ball down. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw she had a match the other day where she had 45 assists. Is that right? Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Because <laughs> she, I mean, with our passing, putting it on the money, she gets those opportunities. And uh, we, we, like I said, like uh, with those, with all of our hitters, we're able to put the ball down. So uh, she, she earns it. So she deserves this, this credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, you know most immediate thing you did was you played a triangular last night. You went over across the border and uh, over in the gar- to Garnett, Kansas, to Anderson County High School, and pick up a triangular win against both Anderson and uh, Fort Scott, and brought a couple of wins back to Missouri. So two uh, uh, two uh, zero. You didn't play five set matches in Kansas last night because of the triangular, but uh, get a couple of two zero victories. So uh, t- how did, how did things go last night? Obviously, they went pretty well. If you get a couple of two zero wins. Yeah, I mean, all all of the games that we've had so far have been have been great, and last night only continued that trend. Um, you know, Anderson County came out, and they, and Fort Scott both had some big hitters. 
um, and played played us tough matches, um, but we were able to to get get it done in two. And we just do the little things right. Uh, we put the ball down, and, and our defense stays true and strong, and, and gets us those opportunities. And um, yeah, uh, we I think at one point last night we were we were down on Anderson County by probably six or seven points and turned around and came back. And that's kind of been the story story of our year. We've always had one set where we're down uh, seven or eight and make a 10-0 or even more run to end up getting the win. So this this crew is uh, handling the pressure very well. I think that started back in the Ashley Thorson days, didn't it? That, that just seems to be innovative volleyball coming back from the yeah. set. <laughs> <laughs> that's right gotta make it exciting they definitely uh <laughs> increase my heart rate and put a couple gray hairs on my head by doing that but they're they're getting it done so i can't complain too much <laughs> absolutely gotta gotta make sure you're coaching out there uh, so let's uh talk about what you got tomorrow uh bolivar comes to town tomorrow well what a day in nevada tomorrow uh it's dividing conquer day tomorrow uh your home softball's home of course we have a thursday night football game uh, tomorrow night Middle school football starting. I don't know where they're playing at, but uh, I think they're in Grammy as a matter of fact. Uh, but uh, but it's divide and conquer day. But we don't want people to, uh, you know, there is a football game tomorrow night, but uh, they got time to get over to win gymnasium and watch you all play volleyball tomorrow. I'll talk about that and uh, what you've done. You haven't really accommodated that because you're going to go about 30 minutes earlier, but uh, the schedule is going to stay the same, but they still, still should have time to come over and check out some volleyball tomorrow night. Yes, yes. I hope people do uh, start out with us and then transition over to football. Uh, we got a three-game night, so it'll be the first time our C team will play on our home court, which is exciting for them because they've started out with a great season, already 4-0, and and then followed by JV, who's, who's getting the ball rolling now, and um, and then varsity. And it'll be a tough match. Bolivar's a, a really good team with a lot of returning big hitters. Um, so it'll be, it'll be a good matchup and they're a team that gets really excited and pumped up and kind of, uh, takes that excitement to a whole level. So I hope our girls will, um, you know, match that intensity and it should be a very good match. A little earlier start. The Argonne started at uh, 4.30 tomorrow for the C match. Uh, so, uh, and then JV and Varsity will follow. So, again, a little earlier start. So, head over to Wynn Gymnasium, and then uh, you can make your way over to Logan Field for football tomorrow night against East Newton. Busy week next week. I'm not going to break these down. The only reason I mention these is that uh, Neosho on Monday, El Dorado Springs on Tuesday, and then Pleasant Hill next Thursday. All three of those matches will be broadcast on the Vatimo TV uh, next week. Uh, because of schedule conflicts, I haven't been able to do that yet, uh, such as having to do a football game tomorrow. Uh, so, uh, But we're going to have all three of those matches tomorrow, or excuse me, next week on the VatimoTV.com. I do want to mention El Dorado Springs on Tuesday because you got them at home. Obviously, a rivalry match. I saw they got by uh, Butler pretty easily last night. This Lady Bulldog program has always been pretty good. Uh, what about this year? Yeah, I mean, they'll continue that trend. They obviously have uh, people returning who know how to win, um, being a part of the programs that they've, uh, you know, both basketball and volleyball. So, um, you know, that's kind of just what they do. And I'm sure those returners are going to uh, continue that trend. So uh, it'll be a tough battle, but um, definitely one that's um, that's winnable. Uh, they got they not are not as loaded <laughs> as they have been in the past. Um, losing some key uh, contributors. Um, but, you know, once again, they, they know how to win and they're going to come out and uh, bring that intensity plus the whole rivalry 
with us being Nevada. So, um, but it should be a great match matchup, and I uh, can't wait to see how that one turns out. Quite a ways away yet from Big A West play. That, in fact, your first match in the West Division will occur until September 22nd at home against Cassville. But uh, uh, we'll see how things shake out for the next couple of weeks. But uh, how do you see the Big A West right now? Seneca looks like they're off to a good start. Yes, Seneca, you know, gave us a, a good match last year uh, that we squeezed by and I think five to beat them to end up putting us, you know, in that conference championship matchup against Lamar. So they're one that uh, we're definitely going to have to look out for and be ready for because um, they had a lot of kids returning as well. And then um, obviously Lamar uh, will be up there as well. I know they lost big contributors um but they still have a lot of that their role players from last year and plus long just with that rivalry you never know what's going to happen so they're another team that we're gonna uh definitely be prepared for and not overlook um but honestly it's ours to take and uh, i want the girls to have that confidence and go in you know last year getting that close and falling a little little short uh, i want them to come in with that mentality of that it, it's ours to take we just gotta uh, get the job done but those are two teams that i mm-hmm. predict will uh be on be on top as well seneca's on the road on the 29th of september and lamar actually wraps up big eight west play on october 13th and that'll be at wind gymnasium so definitely mark that date on your calendar final thing you're in class three district 12 this year got some big eight west teams in there uh like seneca that we mentioned monette cassville and then uh, so a couple of big eight east teams and aurora and mount vernon so it's kind of a big eight tournament in class three district 12 if you go by the early results it uh, looks like Nevada and Seneca may be uh, duking us out. No, we've got a long way to go, but uh, the other four teams are all kind of off to a rough start. So uh, what did you think when you saw your district assignment? Uh, I was glad we went back down to Class 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The past two years yeah. with, with COVID, uh, they have they bumped us up to Class 4, and we saw Web City and Carl Junction, and that's, those are obviously tough teams. So when I saw that we were Class 3, uh, you know, that was a big breath of relief and excitement <laughs> to see what uh, what we have in our district because, you know, coming out and getting a big win against uh, a good Mount Vernon team and then just seeing some familiar teams that, you know, we have beat before, uh, definitely exciting. Uh, the the uh, chances of us, you know, competing in a district title are, are very high. Um, I And I have that confidence to, to be up there. I, but, I mean, once again, like you said, Seneca is going to be a very tough team. Uh, Mount Vernon gave us a you know a run for our money at times, uh, in our in our home opening match, and then you know uh, Aurora as we saw them in the Jamboree, and they were a hardworking team. Uh, you know everybody else probably looked at it and said the same thing of oh man we we have a a shot of doing of winning this. So uh, definitely teams we can't overlook but definitely teams that uh, we could beat as well. So it's very exciting to be in a, in a position where we could compete for that title. Look forward to that. That'll be coming up in the latter part of October. A lot of matches between now and then. Corey, thanks for the time. Uh, we wish you continued success, and I'll look forward to seeing you next week for those three matches on NevadaMoTV.com. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, thank you. That's Corey Dodson, head volleyball coach for Nevada Lady Tiger Volleyball. We come back, I'll wrap it up, tell you about our broadcast plans for uh, football and other activities over the next week. We'll have that for you after this final timeout on Tiger Talk.